and we were pressing the button to so we can cross like the pedestrian yeah. thing and it just went wait i was like okay you can relax like yo chill. don't tell me what to do <laughs> sign okay like here's the thing here's the, what you need to understand mr sign is that you're a fucking button like <laughs> and i <laughs> pressed you so i press your buttons and now you press mine back by telling me to wait no 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 hold it on hold even, on hold on, hold on, hold on. Like, please wait it just went wait okay chill <laughs> Why are you yelling me so much? I understand it's for the blind, but you don't have to yell at them either. You can just be like, just please wait. Dude, I'm imagining that somewhere there is somebody (laughs) who's employed by the city. And what they do, it's their job to just tell someone. And gradually throughout the day, they get more and more. (laughs) They get shorter with people as people spam the button. Because everyone knows the more times you press the button, the the quicker it'll happen. It's like elevator. Everybody knows that. So he's, yeah, it's just like elevator. So he's like. In the morning, first one. Hi, good morning. Yes, uh, we we received your signal. Not a problem. We're gonna be starting soon. We're well, just waiting for a couple more cars seconds. to get by. Yeah, yeah. As as and then about <laughs> lunch. All right, I get it. I know you want to cross. It's fine. Okay, I heard you. I felt you <laughs> press the button. It's fine. Just give us some time, and then you're gonna get to cross. Okay. And then a little bit later in the day. Oh, good God! Wait. Can you <laughs> relax, please? Okay. That's. I've had enough. And then by the time you got there, it was just like, wait. wait. It was so stern, too. Like, the tone of it was, <laughs> so I was like, being told off. <laughs> you're like, like listen, yeah. here, button. You're not my yeah. father, crosswalk, okay? So don't talk to me. Don't big time me. Anyway, dude, <laughs> I went to, um, I, I was telling you a little bit before, I went to uh, Chase Waterfalls today. Now, I should have known that, right? Anybody who's ever listened to a TLC song, namely, a TLC song that they, well, maybe they didn't name the network after the song, but I feel like TLC that produces 90 Day Fiance is mm-hmm. the same one that produced this song because they give pretty solid content, right? The content they usually give is 90 Day Fiance-esque stuff, which I watch with Leah every Sunday. For this week, uh, Leah and I were, were reminiscing about uh, their song, Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls. Yep. Now, that's some pretty solid advice, all right? And what Metaphors that, aside, <laughs> if you go chasing waterfalls, you will be left with a hell of an adventure of a day without actually going to see any waterfalls. <laughs> Let me tell you what happened today, okay? I, foolishly with Leah, went chasing waterfalls, all right? Oh, Leah told me, hey, this morning, like we planned it loosely. It was going to depend on the weather. Right. You know, obviously we're not going to go rain or shine. If it's pouring rain, I'm not going to go freaking hiking. And no. so, you know, Leah texts me in the morning. She goes, all right, we're going to go to this place called Albion Falls. And I'm like, okay. West Bromwich, West Albion Brom? Falls? Yeah. <laughs> And and it's like, no, this one. I'm like, cool. So we drive there. Yeah. I take Rosa. Rosa's my car. Take it on the highway. There we go. La, la, la. We get there. It's about, you know, maybe 40, 40-ish minutes, okay? And it's super hot outside. We get there. Awesome. We get out of the parking lot where the GPS directed us to. And what are we looking at? The falls. The falls. We're at the lookout point. I'm like, hey, that's pretty, very nice. (laughs) Some nice falls. Yeah. Yeah. So we go walk around the lookup point. We're looking for maps that tell us how to get down to, you know, the like falls level. And uh, it says, okay, here's the trail. You're going to follow the blue. It looked like, yeah, yeah. you know, ref give cards in footy. They're about yeah. that size, but they're blue. Okay. So you follow the blue ones. If you're on the white ones, you're not on the trail. You could be infected by poison ivy. Yeah, they have like, a, they have the like blue, a point on the top of it. I know yeah, what they're doing. like, this is blue. Yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. Walking along, la, la, la. We walk. We end up looping around. So at this point, we're now, because where the falls fall, it's below a bridge. So okay. we're now walking over the bridge. So we can't see the falls, but we know it's below us. Right. So we loop around until we find somewhere that's something of a nature trail. 
we're walking down, we're walking down. And uh, who should we bump into but a security guard? And I'm like, because there's signs Starting everywhere. The there's, there's signs everywhere saying, do not climb uh, fences. <clears throat> Trespassers will be prosecuted. And no one knows what that means, right? Trespassers okay. will be prosecuted. It's just a nice, you know, uh, congregation of words that when put together sounds intimidating and people don't do it, right? That's the only reason that those signs work, right? Right. Prosec- uh, trespassers will be prosecuted. What does that even mean? No <laughs> so we go and talk to, and now this, we're at another lookout point. And I asked the security guard, hey, sir, more politely than this, obviously. How do we get down there? How do we get to the falls? He's like, so actually, um, the falls are only for viewing from our designated lookout points. What? Uh, what you'll find is security littered throughout the trail to make sure that people stay on the path. You can get down to a little like creek, um, but you can't actually get to where the falls are. It's been blocked off since 2017 because what? people were injuring themselves. And I'm like, okay, dude, I just drove like 45 minutes to see these <laughs> falls because my girlfriend picked these ones, all right? I could give a rat's ass about the trail. I'll, I'll take my chances, all right? How do I get there? He's like, yeah, unfortunately, um, it, it's it's not accessible to the public. Dude, this who, is, this did, is the, why morons, did the this falls is why tell you this? Yeah. Did the, did the falls tell you this specifically? Who's paying you? Yeah. Who cares? I'm a tourist. Yeah, this is a paid I'm, I'm out guy. of town. Yeah. Who yeah. pays you? I w- if it is my fundamental right to get hurt on a waterfall, if I so choose, that is my birthright. All right. If I want to walk around, I'll be in falls in Ancaster, Canada. Mm-hmm. I that is my right to do so. And we have free health care. <laughs> you know and if I break my neck, I will yeah. go to the hospital. That's what America does my surgery. better than us, to be honest. Absolutely. Yeah. No they walk around wanna... like they have free healthcare, but we actually do and we don't. <laughs> and we can't do anything. Right. So Leah and I start keep walking the trail after he tells us that we're like, okay, well, maybe we can get down to the creek. And as we're walking, we're walking along the, the trail, which is actually next to the road. We're like, okay. so there's no forest. Nope. We can't see, we can't go to the waterfall. What was Sounds the point? Of over right so I, you. Yeah. So I tell her, I'm like, babe, listen, I know you picked this waterfall. We've seen it. We can't get any closer to it. I want to submerge myself i want to be splashed on by waterfalls and so we did we decided you know what we'll go to another place so we go to a place called uh weston falls i think i think it's webster's falls something like that okay. something with the w all right and we're like all right this is exciting pull on up la, la, la. <laughs> we get there and we're driving we're driving and then there's a <clears throat> there's a there's a road sign that says residential area no parking for falls what and so i'm like Okay. And so Leah's like, Leah's like, turn in anyway. Okay. So I did. And it's a wonderful little residential area. All right. Right. It's very cute. I would totally move there in a heartbeat. All right. But you follow this long zigzaggy diagonal road that eventually gets to two guys, one of them sitting on a stool, the other dude sitting in a little parking thing. Yeah. And he's like, hi, uh, do you have an appointment? For what? Uh, do I have an appointment for what, sir? We're going to see I'm, the dentist. <laughs> this is what do I have? Waterfall. Yeah. Is that, do you, what, can I see your wristband? My wristband? No, I, I don't have a wristband. What do I need? A <laughs> He's like, yeah, so um, with Webster's Falls, you actually have to book a time slot 24 hours oh, in advance. Off. I'm like, what? Dude. What do you mean I have to book? Like, at this point, this was another 30 minutes away from the previous falls we were at, I should oh, mention. Oh, my goodness. And I get there, I'm like, so you're t- I just drove here, not only from my city to your city, but then 30 minutes within your city, not back towards mine, but deeper into it to get to your falls. And now you're telling me I that I, I can, first of all, I can't park. I can't park anywhere. And I also can't go see nature yeah. because I don't live. Listen, someone, sir, someone you go can't, get Leslie Nope. 
dude, I'm like, so if I lived at this house here, which is right across from it, could I park my car and just walk down? Because what jurisdiction do you have over me to walk outside? Surely if you're Zero. a resident. I would think so, right? <clears throat> I have no idea. So he basically turns this way. He tells us about these other two places we can go. One of them was called Christie Falls or Christie Lake or something like that. And the other one was called Tiffany Falls or Lake or something like mm-hmm. that. No, it was Falls. And so I'm like, okay. So mm-hmm. we go back out again. And at this point, it's 1230. So we're hungry. So I'm like, babe. Now, what I wanted to do is I wanted to go for a nice nature hike in the morning, right. <clears throat> spend a couple hours hiking, go grab playing lunch. in the waterfalls, go grab lunch. And we were going to go to Pink's, the burger yeah, place yeah. Near, 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 near Mac, Mac right? Yeah. Near McMaster. Get a nice juicy burger with a milkshake. It was going to be a perfect lunch, yep. a nice midway point. We go home, we chill. What are they? You're too far away right? from Pink's now. So now I find out, <clears throat> all right, we have done no hiking today. I have burned <laughs> so much gas just driving around aimlessly from one waterfall to another, each more disappointing than the last, and it's, and it's lunchtime. So Leah's getting hangry, all right? So I'm like, okay, I got to fix this. So we go. We drive to, to, to Pink's, all right? Right. We get our burgers. Do you know what's not a good idea after eating burgers and milkshakes? Hiking. Hiking. Yeah, mm-hmm. hiking. Not a great idea after yep. burgers and milkshakes. No. Nope. And so That's a recipe <clears> for disaster. Yeah. So we end up pulling up to only, it's actually only a few minutes, only about 10 minutes away to Tiffany Falls, which is only about 10 minutes away from Mac. From Mac. Yeah. And so we drive there into a parking lot that <clears throat> the parking lot is on the left side of the road. All right. And you're yep. supposed to pull in like, and it's one way. So you know how one way parking lots, people, what they do is they just park on diagonals. That way it's, it's easy yeah, yeah. to reverse service. Okay. The only parking spot available was flat. It was two people who had one had pulled in straight and then the other person had pulled in straight. Oh, so they ruined it. So I'm like, okay, I can't pull in on a diagonal. <clears throat> I also can't pull in straight. Nope. Because this, because the, the first dude is out too far. I'm like, wonderful. So I have to reverse park into a one-way oh, parking lot and go over the speed bump. Cause it's just, just to make it a little bit more complicated. They also have, you know those things that divide parking spots in a parking lot? Yeah. Those like big round, yeah, yeah. they're almost like speed bumps, the but they're higher. Yeah. yeah, they have those along the road. So I have to actually, my I feel my tire go over one of them to go, go like, you know when something what just sounds hell? expensive? You're like, go, go, I'm like, oh yeah. my fucking God, this better be the nicest goddamn waterfall I've ever seen. <laughs> I end up reversing in. We go walk up. It's $12 to park for an hour. Oh, piss off. You should have just parked on Mac. Are you walk, kidding like, take, take me, dude? I couldn't. I'm like, honestly, my next time. Just we've go to already Niagara. parked here now. I've Niagara. already damaged my yeah. vehicle. We pay the parking. Even though there's no security anywhere around. I don't want to get a parking ticket. I don't want to get my tow. So we, my, my car towed. So we pay the goddamn parking. We put it on the thing. We go walk up. Okay. We walk for like a few minutes into the forest. We get to a waterfall. It, wow. Did you need an appointment? <laughs> No, this one was free. It okay. was, you had to pay for parking. Well, but that was yeah, it. exactly. It's not free, is it? Brethren, what day of the week is it today? Monday. And Monday is known globally as a, as a what day? As a blank day. Terrible day. When you're, when you're under the age of 12, what, kind of, what day is it known as? Work Actually, day. under the age of 17. Work day. A work day if you're over the age of 18. If you're below that, where do you, where do you go to? School. School. It's a school day, right? Yeah. Monday is a school day. Yeah. Why 
I don't appreciate this puzzle that you gave me, by the way. Kids. I don't, I don't no, like, I know. No I don't kidding. Like dude, whenever I throw to you, I think that you're there, and yeah. then you're not there. And I'm like, damn it, dude. It's a school day, right? Everybody yeah. A blank day on, that every kid goes to before they're 17. <laughs> I don't know, work day? No, dude. It's a school day. It's a school day. Did you not work and at so, 16? I did, but that okay, was, so but I was still referred so, to it as a school day. It's a school night, right? Yeah. If it's if it's nighttime. Why do I have to wake up the next morning? Because I'm going to school. Anyway. Well, I'm in work mode because I'm I'm working, but that's true. It's fair. Okay. So for 15, so we see, there's like, there's a sea of kids there. There's like 15. Why? I'm like, why? Why are you here? <laughs> Go to school. God. And so Leah and I end up, we take our pictures. They're very cute. We do what we can. Were it's they pretty kids underwhelming. The it was pretty, yes. And one wow. of them, and they're, they're pulling up going to stay, and they're mocking us because they're in their bathing suits. So they can go submerge themselves in, in the water, in the, the creek. Worst. And they're pulling up with umbrellas, ruining pictures, yelling at stuff, whatever. Honestly. Good thing you know Photoshop. Yeah, exactly. I could just take him up. Um, it was honestly a very fun day. In spite of everything that I've just said, it was a hell of an time. adventure where we only walked for maybe one kilometer total <laughs> between three waterfalls. And I burned a quarter of a tank of gas <laughs> driving yep. to Hamilton, then driving to three different waterfalls. In so I've done the circuit. So if you want it, basically what I'm getting at here is, I'm a certified travel guide. And if you want to know what are the best waterfalls to visit in the greater Halton Hamilton region, go to Milton. I'm your guy. No, just go to Milton, honestly. Yeah. Or yeah. yeah. <laughs> just don't bother. Don't go. None don't of them go to worry. Hamilton. Yeah. Go to Milton straight away. Because as TLC told us to come full circle here. Yeah. Don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> wow. What a what an adventure. What a story, eh? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. my bro talk segment, which is just me kind of venting. Story time with Do you want to get anything off your chest before we progress into our Euro discussion? I was at the cottage. It was great. Played a little bit of golf. And uh, you know what? Let me tell you, we, we make fun of golf a lot, but that's the golf we make fun of is more the stuff that you watch on TV. Like I would not find it right. interesting to just sit and sit there on a couch. And bear in mind, I watch tennis. Like I just watched... <laughs> a two-hour Nadal match. Um, right. So I'm I'm okay. Like you, I understand that people think tennis is boring to watch, but for me, golf is exceptionally boring to watch on TV. But playing it is yeah, is a little different. Okay, it's nice and chill um, until you kind of swear at at the at the ball because it's not going where you think it's going to go. And bear in mind, this is only my second time playing golf, and uh, that's I, I twice say, more than me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think it's um, I actually think it's a it's it, it's more difficult than we used to give it credit for just watching it because the form and everything and, and getting the, the ball to go where you want it to go. Did but you use I the gas par. approach from gym class? The what? The gas approach. Grip, aim, stance taught by Mr. Well, yeah, but, but you know, the problem with me is that I have so much muscle memory built in from tennis. So I do things like I'd lean into it because in tennis, you want the momentum to carry the ball and you have to lean into right. it with your body. But in golf, you don't want to do that because then you're going to hit the ball at the wrong side or you might just completely miss it mm. um or I'll, I'll start like hacking at it so i'll bring my left shoulder down where you're supposed to right. let the momentum carry it through and the weight of the club yeah whereas in tennis you yeah it's, it's momentum and you do it with your with your hips but it's it's a weird different um type of twist with your hips right and, and i'm not kind of yeah. used to that body movement yet so <clears throat> but i hit power on one of the holes so that was pretty good and, well that's uh, immaculate yeah. wow i know good right for you and dude i, I honestly I think there's only two things worth doing in golf. Uh -huh. Putting, which is why mini putt exists, and driving, which is why driving ranges exist. Yeah. Everything else of golf doesn't really matter. It's hella boring. <laughs> why, why, why bother? Okay. Back in the day, I used to play 
Nick, Nick had uh, golf clubs, my neighbor yep. at the time, neighbor and best friend, Nick. And we would go to the backfield and just hit golf balls as far as we, it wasn't a driving range. It was just a field. And we would blast these. Now we were like 12, so they didn't go that far. But I like to think that, and everybody likes to think when you don't know how to actually swing a golf, you just, you're like, I'm going to hit this as hard as I yeah. possibly can. Never works. Yeah. Not once. It's like, and it's very frustrating to have to tame yourself and hit it and then be like, okay, I know better because you want to absolutely obliterate it. And if you do, you miss, it doesn't go far. It goes straight up. No. It'll just, it, it just pops forward. It's like, I made myself what up, is this sport? You know when you do like these practice swings before you actually hit the ball. Perfect. Yeah, perfect momentum, perfect form. Oh, I'm sure. And then as soon as yeah. I step up to the ball, something in my brain goes, okay, yeah. you need to get it far away from you now because okay. otherwise Crushing. you look like a bitch yeah. because it's, it's only going to go five <laughs> yards. <laughs> and your girlfriend's father is going to laugh at you. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, power. <laughs> I am speed. I will destroy and it. And I yeah. just go straight <laughs> at it. And it's like, uh, Dan, you know Daniel, like Daniel's, Daniel's brother. He's like, yeah. you're you're trying to hit a, go- uh, a baseball swing because like in your mind, you're trying yeah. to hit it with power. But don't worry, like the club will take care of the rest. Just, just. You're doing the momentum perfectly before you step up to the ball. Stop getting in your head. Stop twisting. There's no fun in that stuff. Ugh, just yeah. the worst. But it was sick. It's like, but we played nine holes. Whole nine, whole six. I mean, was par three. First drive was like hundred. Par something three, yards. and it's your first time playing. Second time. What was your score? Playing. Oh, okay. Oh, Second we, time uh, to be honest, we didn't keep count. I only wrote down like that one, mm. and then another one where we all got five. Um, because I feel like the, the course other were like establishes what above. par is. Yeah, mm, I feel like par is like the course establishes what par is, but really it should be based on how good the players are. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like if I, for me to go, I've never played golf before. Par would have to be like fifteen, right? Because there's no are, chance. Not, I don't. Know yeah, like I'm not getting it in in three. Sh- are you kidding? I'm yeah. gonna just abl- now. I will intentionally try to just hit it as far as I can every time, <laughs> even if I'm close to it. And then if I get close enough to it that it starts to look like a mini golf sector, I'm like. All right, what well, can I bank it yeah, up? Yeah, when you're on the I green. I need something now. to bank yeah. it up. I, where's the big windmill that I can... Uh... <laughs> no, yeah, it was... Dude, sick. how fun like, is mini golf? First drive, it was so much fun. But I think... Mini golf is like, it's so different, is bro. Great. I was like, because there's there are the rails in mini golf. And I was like, hitting it too hard with the... With the yeah, of course, with bro. With putting. And I was like, yeah. it's not stopping. You know when you take <laughs> the rails off bowling for the first time and you just hit guts or bowls every single time? Every time. Yeah. Yep. Anyway. Dude, we're going to talk about every sport except for the one that we actually should be talking about. There's nothing about, going is, on. There's nothing guys, going on. there's nothing going on except for the big tournament that we're about to preview, which is pretty important. Ladies and yeah. gentlemen, hello and welcome to episode number, what, 94, I think? Uh, probably, yeah. I we think can't lose track before we hit triple digits. Once we so. hit 100, well, then we'll just forget about the intros and stuff. But for yeah, now, I think, so. I think it's 94, right? I believe so. 94 of the Jersey Wall podcast. And as always, I'm your host, Mr. Nathan Santos. That is me and Agal. You know our voice. We've done these kind of cold open bro talks before. And honestly, they're my favorite. I love these. Me too. I was going to write a banging poem ahead of the Euros, but then I thought, you know what? I'm going to save it for the round of 16. Right? Oh, because I love me some round of 16. Well, the winners, obviously, I'll do one for two. But once we get yeah. to the round of 16, then Start it'll be like, all right, we'll know better what the stories are. All right? Right. The format of today's show. Mina and I are going to go through groups A through F, which is all of them, and we're going to dis- we're going to just basically place them, how we think they're going to finish, how we think they're going to fare against the other teams in their groups. Um, but we are not going to preview the round of 16 just yet. That is going to be an episode that we do a little bit later. For now, listen, we know we're going to have many, many, many wrong takes here. 
So why bother? Yeah. <laughs> you know, we can just redo it once we know what the take, once we actually know what the, what the, what the table is going to look like. No, but it's fun. It's, it's, it's fun to so kind of see what you were anticipating going into the tournament and then seeing what knockout competition can do. Um, and, and yeah. just seeing remember, how wrong you were. Do you remember in 2018 the when World we previewed the, uh, the World Cup groups? Yeah. So I remember <laughs> Nicola, who, who listens, had pissed me off so much that I just made it so Croatia didn't get out of the group. <laughs> and, it was, and their group was like, I think it was Argentina, Croatia, Nigeria, and Iceland. And I picked Nigeria and Iceland. Who I have both of their jerseys on this wall. And they the both way. didn't make it. Neither of them made it. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. And not only that, but Croatia made the final. <laughs> so I'm like... All right. You know, so this one, I'm not going to let, I'll try my best to not let emotions or bias, mm. um, you know, get in, get to me too much. I might but have done that in group it might. It might. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. Yeah. So let's see. Let's see how this thing goes. Right. Brethren, we kick off with group eight. Wait, anything you want to say before we get into this? Uh, Russia doped in 2018 and that's why my prediction was wrong. <laughs> Dude, I remember making a like, and this one we were still on nsvsports.com, making like the header article as yeah. if Russia wins this thing, I'm never watching footy again, which is just what Joe <laughs> said. Almost Joe was so mad Listen. that Russia was succeeding. He's like, yeah. hey, they're cheating. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. By the way, shout out. Uh, if, if you guys haven't seen Icarus on Netflix, it's great. Uh, kind, of, kind of goes into the whole doping thing. But anyway, that's not the topic for today. All right, I'll, I'll look into that too. I have to, dude, the amount of shows you told me to watch that I, that I just add to my list. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm her. How me your mother. I'm or, her. or could I watch How Me Your Mother another time? And I thoroughly enjoy How Me Your Mother. It's like when Barney and goes, I, or, or. <laughs> yeah, or. Good. <laughs> yeah. We could just do this. Anyway, Group A, dude. Group A has, in no particular order, Turkey, Switzerland, Italy, and Wales. That's not a bad group. Like, and this it's is, and it's going to be it's, it's, yeah. Italy. Is Italy Switzerland or Italy Turkey that kicks us off on on Friday? Next, uh, on this Friday I don't know about up. the fixtures, but I can take a look while you while you look that up. Um, I can look it up while you talk about it for a minute. But this, do. I yeah, think, I think um, I'm pretty sure the opening fixture is Italy Switzerland, if I'm not mistaken. It is. It's Italy Turkey actually, and then Wales Switzerland. But it's right, actually a low key competitive group because they're all kind of yeah, almost you know, like, on par. The thing is. I, I thought that initially, and then the more I've examined the squads, and I want to have the squads up in front of me as, as I talk about them, because some of them have some very good inclusions, and some of them had some notable absences. Yeah. Um, but I want to pull up the, the Italy squad here, because Italy, are they missed the World Cup, right? Yes, they did. They are now in a position where they're coming back to not just form, but like reassert themselves as elite Okay, yeah. and they're they're ranked seventh on the FIFA World Rankings, which is crazy because they missed the last major tournament. Yeah, right. I don't know either how that happened, but I think it was just like, yo, Italy's back. We got we got to boost them up. And honestly, I think that they're gonna clear this group like pretty convincingly. I'd actually be very surprised if they I think don't. So too. And that's with the exception, and that's like taking into account that Turkey, particularly in defense, are very very good and that switzerland are always I, I like to think everybody likes switzerland like how can anybody ever hate switzerland right well they're so neutral to, to everybody else so you have to be neutral to them like there's exactly no, right there's yep. no bad blood there's no um there's no rivalry there it's just thank you you're, you're pretty okay like that's, that's okay man be you guys yeah anyway dude um how do you see this group playing out i'll throw it to you because i want to hear from you we said we just said this about Switzerland, but I actually put Switzerland as finishing bottom of my group. Um, I just think Wales 
Interesting. Yeah. I think Switzerland are always more competitive than you'd like to give them credit for. But I think they kind of got to a little bit of their peak. You know, they're kind of relying heavily on Shakiri, and Shakiri's, you know, nowhere to be found at the moment. Mm-hmm. And um not the player once was, yeah. Yeah. And I just put Wales in in third because I just think that they'll have a little bit about about them. Gareth Bale's not the 2016 Gareth Bale anymore. You remember Wales had a pretty good dark horse run in the last Euros um, yeah. until they met Portugal. And it was, it was, you know, it was a pretty good tournament for them. And I just think that their squad has gone a little bit younger with the exception of, of Bale and Ramsey. And, uh, and other than that, it seems like it's going to do okay for them. I just think that they're going to have a little bit more quality than Switzerland do on the park. That's fair. Um, I personally, the way I kind of looked at this was some groups I had to like start from the bottom and work my way up the group and see who I thought was better. This one, I, I worked my way down. I just basically went, all right, who are, who's the best team in this group? And it's clearly Italy, clearly right? Italy, yeah. So I don't think, I don't, I think I'd be very surprised if many, many, if very many people didn't have Italy topping their group, mm-hmm. right? They will then, pl- uh, their first game will determine well, actually probably determine who takes top spot in the group because I tell you what, if Turkey beat Italy, Turkey probably tops their group too. Turkey right? destroyed the Netherlands in qualifying or, or sorry, what is, so, was it in Nations League or something? Well, they were very good. Like Turkey yeah. are a very, like they're an ascending side, but they're steadily improving and they're, they have players who, listen, like it, it's one thing for me to list players' names on the show, but it's another thing to watch them because for one, <clears throat> it, they're not household names, right? No. But they're names that tournaments like this make them household names, Right. So when you have players who are Turkish, who you're like, okay, like, are they, are they good? Like Turkey's a a formidable squad. And then you might see them tear Switzerland apart, for instance, (laughs) which could very well happen. And they're like, yo, who are Turkey? (laughs) Like I thought the Switzerland were better, but now I'm not so sure. I think, I think that group A will be determined on the very first, first match day, which is. I think so too. It it sucks a little bit to have to like start with the, the hardest, you know, and, and a lot of, I mean, at least two of each group will have that, right? Where you have to face your hardest uh, opponent. But I don't know how many groups it starts with playing the hardest opposition in the first game. And this is very much one versus two in terms of talent and in terms of pedigree. And while yeah. I think Italy should be able to handle anything that's thrown at them in this group, and I'd be very surprised if they didn't, mm-hmm. I really like Turkey as... To, to come second, not not as and maybe we can reassess them after a couple weeks into the tournament and see okay how like are they going to be a dark horse side like are they that good or are they just somebody that depends is, on the bracket you know, as well. There's a, there's a clear gap ahead of them. The right yeah. they're certainly not top tier, but they're well below mid tier, and I, I think that is that might be where they fall. I would probably think that Italy wins all three games in this group. Turkey will then win the subsequent two, and then I have Switzerland Wales. Listen, you kind of convinced me with the Wales one there. I, it is interchangeable, right? Like, I like – there's a lot to like about Switzerland. Um, I think that they have <clears throat> the emergence of players who aren't just Jordan Shakiri. Yeah. And I think once you start to have that, you're like, hey, that's not bad then, right? Yeah. Like, <clears throat> a few of their players – and most of their players play in Germany. And you look at, like, German teams, you're like, you know what? That's actually not that bad of a player. It's like, I'm going to pull some up. I want to pull up their lineup because I feel like I'm going to forget players if I just go – cold here but sure you go ahead i'll pull up the well squad uh which i yeah, have at the do. moment switzerland are ranked 13th in fifa's rankings with bro seferovic my guy from benfica <laughs> donald brillin bolo dennis zakaria right Xhaka is important to, who's going to get a shout from me but he is 
household name that most people would know. Um, Shakira is always there. Akanji is there, and he plays for and everybody knows, he plays for for Dortmund. Um, Jan Sommer is a hell of a keeper, and he plays in the he's the top keeper in the Bundesliga as well. Like they have good talent, kind of spread throughout their squad. I just don't think they're good enough to beat Turkey or Italy. Yeah. And Italy, I I wish I had seen more of them play ahead of this tournament to know, but they dominated their group. Like they destroyed everybody in their group for qualifying. You know, I, I think that we've it, seen this we, we before. Though I, the qualifying yeah. isn't necessarily a marker for how a team's going to do because you get people like England in qualifiers playing San Marino and and Gibraltar and stuff like that, and and, and it's never really competitive. So I think that's why. Yeah. The Nations League was welcomed by a lot of these smaller teams. And for right. the upper echelons of European football, it's not really a marker for how they're going to do in the, in the competition. Because how many times have England have uh, like a perfect record going into the competition? Yeah. And then that's the other thing, right? Is how well have you been, how well have you been tested and, and how well can you bounce back from adversity? Yeah. Let's see. Let's see what Italy can throw. All right. But I, I think we both have Italy, Turkey, and then whatever variation of Switzerland, Wales. I have uh, Switzerland and I have Wales. I don't think Wales will win a game. Sorry, Wales. It's yeah. It, Sorry, it, it it can happen. Um, I just went based on based on quality that you know, I've seen more of, especially since a lot yeah. of these players play in England. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um. All right, dude. Group B. <clears throat> I think we're all in agreement on who's going to top this group, but I think this is another I group would where so. two of the uh, maybe not the not the favorites because you know maybe, why don't you just give us a little bit of uh, background on who's in the group. Yeah, let me let me first before yeah. we, we dive into the analysis here, in no particular order, Belgium, Finland, Denmark, and Russia. Um again, another one where it's like tier A, right? Where you have like elite of the elites, and then you have sporadic spread talent. Listen, there's some things that you could lean on one team versus another. I can't for I like for me personally, I can't wait for this tournament to to get started and to actually be able to look at to watch these teams play and go, okay, how, did I think that you were as good as you actually were, or did I think that you were better than you were? I think Belgium is one of the favorites of the competition, like just period, right? And this is a group that this is a team that dominates their their groups all the time, and it. it dominate most players and a lot of their players in their squads are genuinely like first team across Europe bona fide starters yeah and they're really the only team in this group that has that so to say that Belgium with how many world-class players play for Belgium uh, like let's just so count many, off the top so of your head Lukaku, De Bruyne, Lukaku, De Bruyne the, the Hazards, Hazard, Yuri Tillemans, both Hazards right yeah but Thorgan isn't world class, right? He's just like, no. But then you also have people like, uh, like Yannick Carrasco. Right? You've got um, yeah, a tier down, but also a bona fide starter on their teams, right? Thorgan has Dennis Pratt is a, is a Premier League regular. <clears throat> yep, Yuri Tillemans. Don't forget about him playing Castania, in the you know, in midfield. Same team. Then Doc, then Donker, and then the heart of Spurs at the at the one point with um, Vertonghen, Alderweireld, dude, yeah. like and Courtois, <laughs> and that like Christian Benteke, it's a pretty elite side. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Christian Benteke. Yeah, Christian Benteke know, is right? going to be the reason yeah. that Belgium win the Euros yeah. this year. Listen, they got they got some elite squad, some elite talent sprinkled all the way through. Um, obviously, Belgium are going to be the ones to, to go through out of this group. We're going to top number one, and I'd be again. Now we know my track record of saying I'd be shocked if. Oh my god! But he's this done is it again. one of those times that I would really, really, I would be very, very surprised <laughs> with him. In second place, can I actually, have. Can Denmark. we touch on something that I think we need to bring to attention to the to the listeners? Is that I'm Please a little do. bit. Disapp- or not disappointed, but it's underwhelming looking at that Belgian defense. 
It's not what it used to be two years ago, even or three. Yeah, years but ago you know what? It, they compensate for it because of how much better their their forward and midfields are now. I understand, right? That. I understand like, that. But their golden gener- generation of defenders was the last tournament, but yeah. the golden generation of midfielders and attackers is probably this one. Yeah. Right. So you know, you take the good with the bad. I agree with you. They're they're the step off in quality from their midfield and offense to their defense is pretty substantial. Yeah, losing but the Vincent company from one tournament to the other. Guys. Like it's not I think they're you still have some pretty yeah. experienced guys, right? Alderweireld and Vertonghen are always gonna have chemistry. Jason Denayer is not bad. Okay, he captains the own yeah, he's, well he's okay. when Memphis isn't there. Like he's a good he's a he's an emerging he's okay. defender who City let go. He couldn't cut it for for City, but in in France he's done He's done okay, right? To say the least. He hasn't been immaculate, right? It's not like he's linked with with top clubs, and that's usually the the marker for what this player is going to be. Yeah. And he's and it's not like he's super young either, right? Like he's like 23, 24, which is young, but not like 19, where he's like, oh yeah. my God, this guy might actually be something. I think we all know what his potential is, and this is probably it. But how many realistically squads when they play for their national team have bona fide star-studded 11s in every single position? Very, very. It's cute. rare. It's rare. It happens, but it's rare. Yeah. I'm just saying it's. They relied on. They relied on the back three a little bit last uh, last tournament, and it did like it worked out well for them, uh, and it was really exciting. And I just hope that you know Hazard hasn't dipped enough for the attack to not be as cohesive as it was as it was in 2018. Dude. But we'll have to wait and see. Can but he play? Do you think he's gonna play once? Like no, he man. barely played for Madrid. If he plays, and and that's a tall if. Yeah. He's certainly not going to play every three days. No. Which means we might not. see one appearance of Hazard and then again once in like the later stages should Belgium make him that far. So, but you brought up the defense. So let me ask you, do you think the defense is, and maybe later on, but do you think the defense is a reason why they might not make it out of the group or is that way too no, big of an assumption? No, it's way too big an assumption. I think it's, it might be the reason why they may not make it as deep into the competition, but I think they'll top the group. Like, the, mm. make no mistake, they, right. the quality they have in the front should see them off in these three games but it's yeah 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 and in midfield right yeah like, it was dude, just, just something that i wanted Kevin to bring and attention Yuri to Tillemans. come on come yeah on, of man. course what they don't you have know? is amaro and fellaini just <laughs> not anymore just headers everywhere yeah no now lukaku's too good now <laughs> like you know what we got yeah. our big man we don't need you marijuana you stay at home um in second i kind of gave this away earlier i have denmark right Do you have De- if we look just on paper Denmark are the second strongest side in this. And maybe you want to examine it further and you and you think they were being dismissive of Finland or Russia because Russia did surprise us in the last one. And maybe it's because they were doping. But I, it wasn't me who said that. It was other people who were on the jersey wall. Well, throw an allegedly on there just in case. But I mean, yeah, come allegedly, on. Come on. they were overperforming and no one knows why. This is a group that I would have a tough time seeing. I, like, Finland has some players too, but, like, is this really the show where you and I are going to entertain discussions where Finland or Russia, strictly on paper, or from what we've seen from players of those nations, we think are better than those of Denmark or Belgium? Probably no, not. But I right? would love to see another Iceland story happen with Finland. I would love that. Yeah, man, that Come would on. be awesome. Because I have an Iceland jersey on here. I would... Who do I get? Puki? If, if Finland so, yeah, would, like... It has to be. If Finland go far, I, I don't even I don't even know if I know another Finnish player off the top of my head, but I'm sure we're going to see emergence of some throughout the tournament. We're going to go, you know what? Yeah. That guy's not bad. I like this dude. I'm, I'm looking at when him now, and, and I have to I have mash to Belgium you. on the first day. Okay, this guy's not Finnish. <laughs> Daniel O'Shaughnessy. Okay, you're not Finnish, man. Well, he's all Irish, obviously, yeah. but that's okay. Couldn't make the oh, I- Glenn the Kamara. Squad. Glenn Kamara from uh, Rangers. All right. Yeah. It, that's a bit of a reach. <laughs> Glenn Kamara. Oh, my God. This changes everything. Hold the phone. Denmark, back it up. 
Wait, Finland have Glenn Kamara from Rangers. Even in the squad? I don't think I saw him. He's not. Oh, yeah, never mind. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yeah, he has to be, bro. He has to be. Yeah, if you can name Finnish players, they have to be in the squad because <laughs> otherwise they're just digging way too deep for, for talent. There's just no way. Um, on t- and then I have Finland. I actually have Finland third and Russia I don't, fourth. I have them fourth. I have Finland fourth. I'm sure. Th- I mean, and this is, I mean, listen, if I get those two wrong, I don't care, right? It doesn't really matter, yeah. right? The, the point that we're really going for is who makes it out of their group. I have Finland finishing third, which could mean that they, in a round robin scenario, they would have to face somebody else at in the round of 16. They would have to face the number one squad from a different group. And that math is just way too complicated for me. That's yeah. the other reason I didn't want to fill out the round of 16 bracket. No one knows. It's impossible to figure out. <laughs> so what I did was I just said, Finland are going to finish third because I like, I, you know, I like Finland, man. Why not? But I'm sure it'll be Russia, <laughs> to be fair. Yeah, I, I, put, I put Russia third. Um, group C. This one might be a hot take. I don't know. Um in no particular order, the, the the names in this group, North Macedonia, Austria, Ukraine, and the Netherlands. Obviously, yep. North Macedonia, led by Fold. Alexander the Great, <laughs> are going to are going to go and storm this tournament and just say yes, <laughs> Macedonia. They're gonna run through everybody. No, obviously, like come on, come, yeah, come on. on. Let's talk about the, the re-emergence of Netherlands, right? Because the Netherlands were looking hella solid under Ronald Koeman. Mm-hmm. Then he took the Barca job. Then they didn't look as good. They looked okay. They're going to be missing um, Van Dijk at this tournament, which is a huge loss. That's a huge and loss. they're still trying to figure it out, right? They're yeah. still kind of figuring it out. What do you think of Netherlands' chances? I personally think that they will top the group, but that speaks more to the other teams in it rather than how much I actually believe in the Netherlands. Because at one point, let's not forget, brethren, what did the Netherlands do not that long ago? They were in a final of sorts, were they not? Yeah. They were. They were in the uh, was, they were in the Nations That was final. their golden generation, right? Or yeah, you, that, that, okay. I meant the World, the World Cup. Cup final? <laughs> yeah, you, but you, you know, know what? Nations League too. Yeah. Again, under Koeman. Under yeah. Koeman, they were a different squad, right? I think yeah, that they also now, had Van Dijk for that tournament. Yeah, right, and Big Virgil missing it. But you know what? Props to, to Van Dijk. How come? Because for Van Dyke to say, no, I'm I'm actually not going to risk myself. I would rather right. get fit and then be able to play for Liverpool. Like, if that if he played for my club, I would want my players to do that too. If they were nursing injuries, yeah, please don't go compete at tournaments because then it's going to hamper the club. And the club is what pays we'll, you. We'll get right? to that in in the England squad coming up in the in this in the next group because I have oh, some dude, opinions. We're gonna have we're gonna have so much to talk about in England. Yeah, yeah. that's why like, we're kind of burning through some of these groups because there's so much more meat in other groups. Um, and dude, England, yeah, we have just to talk about their saving lineup. the so best we'll for to, last. We'll <laughs> exactly. Um, led by Frank De Boer. I don't know. What do you think? Like, they've been in okay form, right? They lost. Yeah, yeah they lost pretty bad to, to Turkey. Turkey. Yeah, Turkey but, demolished them. Yeah, Turkey really did did numbers to them. But I don't know. I don't really know how I feel about them. I feel like they're bringing through in typical Dutch fashion, as is the the every device. Every devise, every I can't say that word. Yeah, if you can give me a thousand song. tries, a thousand <laughs> takes. There's no the league that Ajax and PSV play in. <laughs> that league produces nonstop talent, and most of them factories. are Dutch. And if factories. they're from somewhere else, just talent. Yeah, talent factors yeah. all around. I like them a lot more under Ronald Koeman, and I might have had them going further under Ronald Koeman, but they they missed the last major tournament too, right? Now they requalified. They're back into the Euro. They did okay in the Nations League. Here they are. Make your mark. Is anybody really better than them in this group? I don't think so. I think 
Um, I, I have Netherlands stopping the group with Ukraine in second and Austria in third. Um, Dude, me too. Nice. Perfect. So That's not, what I'm talking not about. Not much needed. All right. <laughs> Boom. All right. Let's talk about that. Why do Ukraine finish above Austria here? Because I was kind of, I was entertaining this discussion to some people yesterday. And for me, people forget, like Ukraine topped their group ahead of Portugal. Yeah. And then people look at Ukraine, they're like, ah, what do they have? They're tough. It's it's that Eastern European. They have European a very team. good system set up where, yep. yes, they don't have immaculate players. They have some players who are who are okay. They have some Zinchenko. players who are even good. Zinchenko. Yeah, Zinchenko play. But I mean, Zinchenko, you know, if you're going to pull out Zinchenko being their best player, then that's a hell of a, then it, it kind of, it puts them kind of in perspective as where but they are. But he kind of plays, plays in the midfield for them a little bit. He doesn't really. He does play for yeah. them. Yeah, he plays in the midfield. He's not a left back for them. Yeah. <clears throat> what Ukraine have is a very, very effective, solid, gritty system that thrives on counterattacking because obviously they're not going to out, outplay bigger, bigger no. nations. Yeah. But I think they have enough to finish second in this they might actually, this is a hot take. I, I won't switch it because I'm going to lock in. I'm going to go with favorites. I think Netherlands are favored anyway. Me too. Ukraine might top this group. If they're solid enough and, and they frustrate the hell out of the Netherlands, which they could. Yeah, then, like, then and they did that to Portugal. Yeah. So if they do it to Portugal, and, and no offense, like I'm not going to toot my own horn here too much with Portugal anyway because we're going to get to that in Group F. But if Ukraine can top a group with Portugal in it, they can top a group with Austria and Netherlands in it, yeah. right? That, that's not out, outside the realm of possibility. The difference is now playing every three days is a thinner squad going to be able to play and put in that same amount of energy and effort? And if the answer is no, then they're going to have tough, right? Because they're not they're not a deep side. No, I agree with you. And it's it's just right? the eleven is solid with a system that's solid and frustrate the hell out of the opposition. And they're gritty, they're tough. It's it's ugly, but it works, right? And and that's yep. that's kind of what makes these Eastern European countries the way they are, right? Like we see similar yeah. stuff going on with Serbia. Serbia may have a little bit more quality because a lot, of, you know, some of their players um, play for higher, higher leagues in, 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 you yeah. know, in Europe, but it's kind of same principles. Yep. Agreed. So Netherlands, Ukraine, Austria, North Macedonia. Yeah. That, that's what I have oh. as well. Me too. Agreed. Group D. All right, let's get let's into some go. meat with this one. That's another <clears> one that <throat> starts with with the two biggest ones playing each other. And I'm, I may have just given away my top two, but yeah. Well, you know what? No, I think we all know who the two biggest ones yeah. in this group are, but in no particular order. England, Scotland, Croatia, Czech Republic. Um, going it's a rematch through the four of the final. Or the semifinal. It's a rematch of the, of the semifinal from, from the World Cup. Yeah. It's coming home. It's coming home, dude. Okay, so we can actually allot a good amount of time here to talk about England's lineup and what lineup you best see them having success with throughout the tournament. Yeah. Because there's not a whole lot of lineups that I think people would care that much to hear the breakdown of, like why, you know, Bergvine should start over <laughs> anybody at the Netherlands. is like, okay, I guess. Like, that's a good take. And if you do want to hear us give you that analysis, then that then reach out to us. We can do that another day. But what I know is that there's been hella controversy around the England lineup, all right? As so, there always is. What Mina and I are going to do here is we're going to try to lay out what the most solid version of England's 11 is, which will get them to top their group and then potentially go further into the tournament. All right. right. Now, what Mina and I know is that we are often very, very good at making picks that are very obvious, <laughs> where <laughs> we'll, we'll say something and be like, this is the answer. Garrett Southgate, do this. And then he won't. And then they'll lose. And I'm like, see, we told what do we so. tell you, dude? Yeah. Just like when we saved football, right? We said... Guys, don't do the Super League. It's going to be bad. Less than 12 hours, no more Super League. What are you going to do, right? We know very, very well. (laughs) It's another win for the Jersey Wall. (laughs) That's that's right. 
Now, where do we mess up? We messed up whenever Liverpool play anybody. We always bet against Liverpool. That's our prerogative. We do that for other reasons, Yeah. right? We know better. So with this one again, this time I've actually been a little bit kinder to Croatia. (laughs) I have them making it out of the group this time. Yes. Let's go. (laughs) Good stuff, Croatia. Now, obviously, Croatia's golden generation is behind them, and we're going to get back to England, but I feel like we should order the group first. Um, Croatia are arguably even still with their, you know, golden generation now, even if they played last year, they might've had, cause they reached the world cup final in 2018. Listen, it's an aging golden generation. When your best player, your Ballon d'Or winner is now, we see him getting played off the park in the champions league. You're like, man, damn it. Like yeah. it's disappointing. Cause you're like, Oh man, like we missed our window and they, they may have, I don't want to be dismissive of their chances. Cause that's exactly what I was last time. And they ended up going to the final of the World Cup, which yeah. is a very, very good accomplishment for yeah. them. Yeah. So I'm not going to discredit them this time. I'm going to say I will still go with it. And you know what? England very well could just – Southgate could possible. mess it all up, and yeah. then they could just very do it terribly. It's extremely possible. But what I'll say is I think given how we are going to approach our lineups for England, they're going to have enough to beat pretty much most of the teams in their group, if not – advancing pretty far into the tournament um so my four in order england croatia czech republic scotland boom perfect back to back groups guys let's go (laughs) that's what we're talking about see we're very in you know we think alike here because listen sorry scotland yeah are we breaking news here for you i know we're breaking hearts but are we really breaking news you know (laughs) you know yeah i mean they've got decent players but you know it's it it ain't gonna Ah, happen i don't think well, I do mean, they've got Tierney, Robertson, and, and McTominay that I can think of off the top of my head. Isn't John it McKinn. kind of trash yeah. that they, they have the two, two very, players. very good players who play the same position? Yeah, the like, two best players oh, are both left backs. <laughs> yeah. Now, maybe Billy Gilmore had something to say at this tournament because he actually, when he you know, featured in spells for Chelsea, actually hasn't been that bad. But Scotland are going to find a way to finish bottom of the group. <laughs> and we know this. Of course, of course and then is. the Czech Republic are just going to find themselves here just having, like, yeah. maybe one draw, they Kukufal. didn't lose as bad. Yeah. yeah, they're going to, you know, just third place. And then Croatia, with the aging golden generation, with something to prove, finishing second. And England, for all that they're worth, finishing top of their group. Brethren, what is your ideal England 11 here? Start with the keeper. Uh, I would go with, um, to be honest, and this may be a little bit of bias, but I, I just think, Dean Anderson's is better than Jen, Jonah Pickford. I just think Southgate will oh, go I with Jonah agree. Pickford. Um, I, I don't know, man. I don't think so. Pickford's been awful. Really? Henderson has actually been okay. Yeah, I would be very surprised, to be honest. And I know that doesn't say much because I, I always say that. <laughs> and then I end up being wrong. But you know what? He's gone with – he went with – I mean, he's going to rotate, obviously, with friendlies just to give everybody the chance. I right. think Henderson will probably have the number one shirt um, because, quite simply, Pickford's bad. Yeah, I think Henderson's better. And I don't think that's to say that Henderson is by far and away the the best goalkeeper England have. I think he still has a couple steps more to go, but he's developing and and he's just now becoming the number one goalkeeper um, for his club. So uh, it's it's just the natural progression. And I think he, you know, that's what was keeping him out of the team is that he wasn't really the number one goalkeeper at his club. Right. Anyway. Agreed. Uh, anyway, I agree with you, though. I think Dean Henderson's a better keeper than Pickford, and he should be starting. He makes yeah. less mistakes, plain and simple, right? Like, as, especially as it gets deeper into the tournament, it, you're going to rely on who makes great saves. And Jordan Henderson's got uh, – Henderson, Jordan Pickford has a hell of a kick on him. He has, he has better not, distribution than, than Dean. 
yes, but he's he also makes a lot more mistakes. And exactly. I feel like in this kind of format, you really can't afford no, to be can't. having him make mistakes. You can't. You you can kind of protect it in the league, but in in this kind of competition, yeah. you can't. Um, no. Did you go with a back four or back three? I was just gonna say, yeah. What did you go for? Because I actually think they should be playing a back four. And I know Southgate really likes the three-five-two. I just think this England, like the players that he has at his disposal here, would just work wonders in a in a four-three-three. I, I completely agree. And uh, just to mention, when you were saying Van Dyke, you, you you know you respect that Van Dyke actually pulled out of the tournament. I think that's what Maguire should have done. I don't know why he's there. I think. Yeah. England in the past have suffered from taking injured players and hoping they're going to get fit in the tournament. And I just think that he should have been just pulled up, pulling out of that. Probably better for the for his country, probably better for his career. And uh, same with Marcus Rashford, but we'll get to that in the in the in the front. I think it takes a lot of it takes a lot of, of bravery and courage to to take yourself out of the running to represent your country. Like if you're selected, yeah. you want to do everything to go. And so that's why I do give credit to to Van Dyke for for saying. No, like I owe it to the club. I've missed the whole year. Whereas Maguire is like, ah, I'm recovering, man. I can do it. I can do it. Because remember, he earned his transfer to United because of how well he played, played the World Cup. and how important he was during the World Cup, right? So in a in a tournament like this, yeah. Um, I think, you know, and you always have to go with assuming health. Assuming Maguire is healthy, he has to be he the starts. number one choice there. I can't believe. I'll tell you what. Talk about notable omission. Fikayo Tomori. It, I was bro, just it, say honestly, that. it goes to show that Southgate doesn't watch overseas football. No. Sancho no. grabs a lot of headlines, so he'll pick him, but he has no idea how important Tomori has been to AC Milan. And he has been absolutely vital he's to how solid. well they did in the He's been so good. They're, they're and he's English. Now, he's Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> from Calgary. Okay, don't forget that. He is Canadian, but he's English. And the fact that he declared for England and still didn't get picked, and it's like, dude. And it sucks because of assuming fully fit Maguire, the partnership has to be Maguire and Stones. Absolutely. But if Maguire isn't fit, it should, it should be, be Tomori Stones Conan. and Tomori, to be agree. quite honest. I'd agree. AC Milan are loving him. They're, they're going to sign him for $29 million right now. And, oh, and, what, and a, it just, what a steal. <clears throat> I know, right? And I don't understand how someone like Tyrone Mings has been able to, to make the team. And listen, Tyrone Mings has his, uh, you know, has his career at Villa and, and he has his attributes, but... I, I just don't think he's he's good enough for to play in the Euros. I don't think he's good enough to be in, in the England squad. He's not that good. Like, no. And that's the thing. It's such a steep drop. That's why I can't believe. And it's literally because he plays in England. That's why. Because I'll tell you what. If Tomor- if you flip Tomori and Mings, and you you flip the teams that they play on, obviously Tomori's going to get picked, right? Yeah, it literally <laughs> just has to do. It just has to do with the teams that they play for. That's it, man. It yeah. has to do with the, the fact that Tomori doesn't play in England. I would agree. So, so our center back partnership is Maguire and Stones. I put Kyle Walker yeah. as right back and Shaw as a left back. Would you agree? I, I see. I, in principle, I would agree that probably is a very, very strong version of the eleven. Um, however, I also think that there's a version of this team that plays Chelsea's fullbacks, right? Reece because Reese James and Ben Chilwell are a, vi- as we just saw, yeah. winning the Champions League, are a very, very good duo. Now. I would agree with you, though. I think in terms of how they've done this season, Kyle Walker has been outstanding as per freaking usual, and he plays right back for City, so he'll be used to it. But he, I could see him playing as a right center back if they go for a back three because Southgate loves to do that with him, right? It's so, so OP to have Walker play there. Yeah. So could Reese James. Yeah, Reese James could play there too. But Reese James, in that scenario, I think would probably play wing back because he could just bomb forward. I would, yeah. though, agree with you. I think it should be Shaw and, and Walker, assuming they use a back four. 
And think of the chemistry that that team has, right? Yeah. That's green bars for FIFA references. That's green <laughs> bars all around. That's two United and two, two City cities. right there. Yeah. They're used to playing with each other. Why not? They also have yeah. Kieran Trippier as an option. We should mention him. Um, I just think that yeah, I, I don't why? think it would start. Why was he selected, man? Why I, was I have Trippier no idea. Selected? I have no idea. I don't think he offers something that is different enough to the other right backs that they selected. Like Trent, for example, oh. is an option in in games that you want to attack in a whole possession. If you're playing a back three, he's a great option as a right wing back. But or as a center mid. Exactly. And he's been injured. So much more versatile. To be honest. Yeah. And I don't know. And he just I, picked I, up the yeah. back too. And and I don't think that, you know, um, Southgate would have picked him if it wasn't for the public pressure to pick Trent. And that's yeah, so maybe, weird yeah. for us to say. But and 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 as as much as he underperformed in terms of his stats and his output for Liverpool, I think he played himself back into the 11 or back into the selection, I mean. And um, yeah. and it is just unfortunate for him to get that injury. And I don't understand why he took four right backs initially. Me neither. And the thing is, he he does offer something different, right? That's what I think yeah. is important to That's say. That's what like, you need in tournaments like this. Right. Because Walker and James, I mean, Walker, either of them could play as like the right center back in a back three or as a right back or as a, or as a wing back need be. But they all they're they're all about pace and power, right? Trent is about precision and passing, right? And and offering something that very very other very few players can. I actually think he does what Trippier does, but a little bit better. Sorry, a like, more pace. he can take the free kicks, more youth. right? He's younger, right? He's improved tremendously in his one on one defending. I'm not going to give him praise for being a terrific defender, but he's not going to play as a sole right back, right? He would no. play as probably a wing back slash inside fullback type position where he's in charge of distribution because dude he there are very few players of better distribution than Trent. yeah and, and listen if you're playing someone like a france or a portugal or a germany whoever makes that a group f and we'll talk about that later yeah we're you, gonna get to you probably don't start him unless it's a right wing back you're not starting him as a right back because it's yeah. it's too tough for him and and he's just going to get demolished yeah. um yeah and you're, you're really going to overwork yeah. your center backs yeah and i think that's I a little bit yeah um to, uh, I think we've talked about the the defense a little bit. The back line enough. Uh, yeah. Enough, what yeah. about moving into midfield? Do you have a midfield three? Uh, I do have a midfield three, and I think again, Southgate went with five midfielders initially. Now he's got six because he picked um, James Will Prowse. Now that Trent mm -hmm. is out of the squad, again, I don't know. Who should have been called up initially, yeah. by the way. A hundred percent, hundred percent. I would have played him in a double pivot, but now that I've seen yeah, a little bit more of the um, of of the lineup, I think I'm actually going to play one holder in Declan Rice, and then I'm going to put Mason Mount and Phil Foden in the midfield. Just go a little bit more attacking. For See, the group interesting, stage. For the group stage. That's for interesting the knockout, it changes. I'm going to go with... I actually... I do have Foden in my 11, but I, I don't have him as a, as, as a midfielder. I have him further up the pitch. And the reason is that that's where he's been at his best for City this year. Yeah. Right? So it'd be foolish to not play him where we know his best position is now i'm sure you have reasoning as to why he would play midfield for you but for me what i would do i think what england need to do is really have great ball like like almost like i don't want to say more physical presences but players who could maybe do a little bit more who aren't as quick i i think you're right i think declan rice has to be a staple in the team as like the six i think next time i personally really like james ward prowse to just walk into this 11 and be your distributor but upon further review i'm actually going to say no Jude Bellingham played yeah. Man City off the fucking park in the Champions League. Let this dude play with Declan Rice in the double pivot with Mason Mount as the camp. I really like that. Trio. Mind that. It's very young. It could be. Yeah. Let's not forget how good this England youth core is. This could be their lineup for the for the U21 Euro. Yeah. 
That is true. In four years, Jude Bellingham could still be playing for the U21 team. <laughs> in four years. Dude. In four years. Dude. Yeah. So, in brother, do you understand? In four in years. Four years <laughs> what year is it now? What year are we in now? I don't even know anymore. We're in 2021. In 2025, Jude Bellingham could still be playing for the U21 England team. Yeah, it's crazy. That's and, and you know what? I wouldn't actually mind playing him in the group stage because just get a little bit of momentum in the group stage. You're yeah. probably going to make it out anyway. And listen, in, when it comes Bro, to... Bro, are you worried games, about his quality? No, Did, I'm, not, I'm sorry. I'm Do you not experience. remember? And I don't I'm mean you. I mean, I mean Southgate. Yeah, yeah. I mean Southgate. I'm sorry. Did you not watch him against Man City? Because I thought City should go buy him yeah. that day. And you so know what? Pep. So did United. <laughs> and so did Chelsea. And so did every other damn team in the world. They went, oh, that's what that kid's about? He's 17? He's not yeah. 17. You're lying. Because there's Pep, no way in four Pep years he could still represent lying. a U21 yeah. team. Because that's just not true. He was that good. And I think you put him next to Declan Rice and then have Mason Mount, dude. Dude, I love it. Putting in, uh, in Calvin Phillips in, in the midfield as well. Yeah, if you need, um, a, if you need a midfielder out. Yeah. And, and I don't listen, think Calvin Phillips will see a whole fit, lot of minutes, to be honest. I don't think so either. But I think if Henderson's fit, he starts. But uh, he probably isn't. So yeah, I, I, I want to start no. him. And I think um, you know, Dude, obviously, more why? of Phil Foden than I do. Um, yep. I just think in the group stage, England can afford to go a little bit heavy and on the on the attack. But then in the in the mm. you know in knockout stages, I would be a little bit more reserved because as we mentioned and as I texted you before, England have not won a knockout competition against a bigger opposition since 1966. That is. Absolutely insane. The only exception was a win on penalties against a Spain team that wasn't really the Spain team that we're familiar with. Right. Dude, that's crazy. 1966. What a what a wonderful sport, eh? Anyway, I think England actually like I think that because of how young did did I mention Jude Bellingham in four years compared to the U21 team? <laughs> how old is he? There he's 17. How many years? Their does squad until you make four years before he's 21. Nice. Just take that in. He's insane. Anyway, I think that. Part of uh, what we have to see here is that maybe, maybe this is England's golden generation. And we thought it was the elite of the elite that we had seen in years past that underachieved. And thinking, well, actually, it's this one. Because in four years, Jude Bellingham could still be playing at the U21 level. And thinking, you know what? This team might just be youthful enough to just forget all the woes and the expectations that are on them and just blitz the competition. And I actually wouldn't be overtly surprised if that happened. Yeah, All right. I would agree. Uh, that midfield trail, I want to, because I know you got to go. I know we're on, we're on a time crunch here, so I'll, I'll try to wrap it up a little, and we'll go into our front three mm-hmm. of England, and then we can move on to the last two groups. All right? Gotcha. Who do you My have? front three. Yeah, my front three. And this was actually very difficult, for, and I have considered other options here, but I just think this is the strongest version of the England 11, the team that I lay out. And you can oppose that, and I would understand where you're coming from. Foden, Kane, Sancho. I knew you were going to say that. And by, by the way, I don't oppose that because I think if you ask any Man United fan, they would say that performance-wise, Rashford hasn't been there. But I think in... Uh, and, that, and that's because a whole plethora of injuries. And that, again, I, if I'm him, I pull out of the competition. But I don't, yeah. I don't have to make that kind of decision. That's why I'm sitting here instead of, you know, going right. to play. Um, but I think if you're playing counter-attacking game, he has to start. I would go Sancho, Rashford... Kane, uh, and then as my front three. But I think you can also put Grealish there. You can also put Foden there in his position. You can move stuff around. There's and I wouldn't so be opposed moves, to it. Man. 
because Rashford gets rest. <laughs> if he doesn't start, yeah. he gets rested. And right? that's just and it, right? Exactly. The, the reason I put that as my front three is I think you have so many game changers in that team that have that can play together in a way that very few game changers can. Often when you have too many game changers, it's who wants the ball at their feet. Yeah, but when you have players like Mason Mount and Phil Foden and Jane Sancho, all of them are used to being like, nah, I can be part of a system. I, I'll just have no problem standing out if you need me to be that guy too. The only hesitance I had with this is, again, assuming fitness, where is your like blockbuster speed guy? And that is usually Rashford. And so if Rashford isn't there playing, then England lose a degree of pace, right? Which yeah. I think would tremendously help them for countering things. Because think of how much Kane has emerged to play long balls, right? Oh, I think, okay, Foden deadly. is great with a five-yard burst of acceleration. Yeah, No one's faster in that team than Rashford. Maybe Walker, but Walker's going to be a right back, right? He's going to be on the complete opposite end of the pitch. For that reason, yeah, maybe it depends on the game. And then maybe you have to include Rashford for those, like, absolutely explosions of speed. Yeah. But otherwise, in terms of what's England's best for holding the ball and for outplaying teams, I think it's it's the version of the team that I laid out there. Which would, and by the way, but hey, maybe they're they're losing. Okay, cool. Let's put Grealish on. Grealish is going to win nothing but fouls the whole game. You put Ward Prowse on. He can. No one hits a dead ball like him. Sorry yeah, to yeah. everyone else in Europe. Not even, maybe Messi. <laughs> maybe I was going to say yeah. not even Messi, but I'm like okay, maybe Messi. <laughs> Um, and then just whip it in for, for Kane or for Stones or for Maguire. Like, you got big heads, big bodies to aim for. I really like England's chances of advancing far into this competition, and I don't just say that because their jerseys are nicer than they've been in a very, very long time. And should they do well enough, I'm going to get an England jersey on this one. Like, a throwback yeah. England jersey? Uh, dude, maybe we'll yeah, do they released, they released a series, series of throwback ones that are sick. Um, but yeah, I agree with you, Sorry. and I think that's where... That's where um, I think Southgate's going to earn his money and he's going to earn his stripes. It's about the opposition and who you're going to play. Yeah, you have a style that you play to, to you know, we're going to focus on ourselves, but you can't be silly and expect to have, you know, possession against the France, for example. Um, so you, you kind of have to go with in-game management. And listen, if you want to bring on Rashford against tired legs with 30 minutes to go, listen, <laughs> like listen, Rashford and Sancho. Yeah. Yeah, it's a hell of a plan. Exactly. No kidding. Um, all right, so we'll move on to Group E. So we're in agreement, right? England are going to top the group. Croatia in second. Oh, yeah, I Scotland. Group E, we can kind of burn through this group a little bit. Um, at, even though there's actually some quite a good amount of parity in this group, and I didn't want to, but we went so heavy with England there, uh, and I know we have to wrap not too long, but I have to give all of our attention to Group F, really, yeah. which is the group of death. This group has a tremendous amount of parity in Group E, okay? Spain, Sweden, Poland, Slovakia, right? Upon further examination, and I have been on record saying this is not this is Spain's time for a little bit of a rebuild, right? They have to refine their identity. It's a it's a young emerging squad. <clears throat> that being said, it's a squad that just added Amérique Laporte, which is yeah, congratulations. Like really, France, you more Adama Traoré <laughs> for your speed whore. But they have players all around, and when I looked at their midfield. At Spain's midfield options. That's what I, I went, anticipated, I must say. Right? To the yeah. point where Saul Inges did not get selected for this. For That's the mad. That's mad. And neither did me. Sergio Ramos. I'm like, okay, what is going on here with this squad? Just to give you an idea, they could line up. This is how Spain could line up in a 4-3-3. With a midfield three of Rodri, Thiago, and Fabian Ruiz. Yeah. That could, that could happen. Or, how about this? Busquets. 
Um, Busquets, Pedri, if you wanted to. Pedri's been bossing games for Barca the whole season. Right. And Marcos Lorente, who was the La Liga player of the season in many, <laughs> many, many people's eyes. They could line up with variations of their squad, which would be better than most. And I'm like, oh, my God, dude. Yeah, yeah. What, Spain is predicated on a dominant midfield. And then you move further up the pitch and think, okay, Gerard Moreno had like 26 goals and just won the, the Europa League. Congrats to him. He could probably yep. start. Hiller Yathabal is a baller who we pitched in our Barca rebuild to one day replace Messi at Barca. Ferran Torres is the Ferran Torres could have been purchased for 90 million and no one would have batted an eye. But because he <laughs> got a 20 million pound transfer, people don't actually realize how they good don't he pay is. Attention to it. Yeah. They're like, oh, you just you're just some Spanish guy. No, no, no. He is elite. His movement, his positioning, his finishing, and his instincts are outstanding. And if he led the line, I wouldn't be shocked. I would be a little bit surprised. But it shouldn't be surprising that he could command a number nine shirt for Spain because he is that guy. Again, By the way, on his debut for Spain, he got a hat trick. Yep. So just keep that in mind. All right. Um, as well as as uh, Daniel Olmo, or Olmo, who's been unbelievable in the Bundesliga playing through the middle, who can also operate on either wing. He's, he's going to be a starter. The only issue I have with it is that they did not take Jesus Navas. So yeah. their right back has to be Aspilicueta probably or yeah. Lorente, who's very, very versatile. I think that was kind of silly. I think Jesus Navas has been one of the best Spanish right backs in the league this year. I and agree. the fact that they didn't he take did, him was really a well. little bit silly. But you know what? The, you know, offense wins games, defense wins championships. We talked about this many, many times. But the story of Spain can never be outside of their midfield. And Spain have a midfield that can dominate most games, no matter who they're playing. Even if they are going to play, and you know what, say, you know what, screw it. We're not going to play wide today. We're only going to play overloading the midfield like how City did uh, throughout most of the all of their competitions yep. this year. I wouldn't be surprised if Spain just went, you know, we're going to play like four or five midfielders and then just dominate the game dominate the uh, through the middle. Yeah, and it, and they could very well advance pretty far into this. Um, what do you think on this? Can you give me your thoughts on the rest of the group? Oh, I want to give more discussion to the to this, but we have to go to yeah, our, we have to, to go. Our, uh, group I, I want to hear. I put uh, I put Spain top. Uh, and then I put yep. Poland in second just to have Lewandowski carry the team. Um, Sweden can pull <laughs> off an upset here and finish second. Um, we saw they, they pushed Germany in the World second. Cup. Yeah, they pushed I Germany have Sweden in the World finishing Cup, so. second. I, Sweden have a very, very young emerging squad that brought Zlatan out of retirement because he thought, oh, shit, this is actually a good yeah. squad that can, that can hang. They're very exciting. And I think they're going to be able to outdo what Lewandowski will do for Poland. And then Slovakia, sorry, guys, you're great ish but hmm. the other teams here like they're going to be they're, they're going to finish fourth yeah and let's not forget like we have four teams the best four teams that finish third will progress to the next round as well so it's not mm -hmm. like that we're saying oh you know czech republic or poland or whatever if or sweden in my case if they don't finish in second spot they can still manage to get through to the, yeah, to the next round they could and i actually do yeah. have sweden finishing third and going through the next round um but yeah that not not too much to analyze here i think it's I think it's a little bit more equal of a group than the other ones that we've seen. And it'll yep. just be exciting to see what happens. I, can't, I literally can't wait for this group because yeah. they're going to be very competitive games. Um, anyway, just to recap, Spain, Sweden, Poland, Slovakia. For me, and Mina has Spain, Poland, Sweden, and Slovakia. Exactly. Group F. Dude, Let's I go. could literally spend an entire episode talking about this. The group of death, in no particular order, but a little bit. I remember you Portugal. texting me when the draw was done. Portugal, number one. <laughs> Portugal, Germany, Hungary, and France in this group. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Now, so let's lead with this, okay? The fact that this 
tournament is happening this year as opposed to last year actually bodes very well for Portugal. Oh, my um, goodness. So well. Their players have emerged so much in the last year. <sighs> but Germany ain't bad, dude. And no, France Germany are picking champions. back up. Germany are picking back so up. So there's a bit of a, of a, of a parody issue yeah. here where it's hyper-competitive, but to the oomph degree, where Portugal didn't top their group like morons so they ended up in this group because they finished second, right? Mm-hmm. You stupid heads. How could you do this? <laughs> now, so I'm, I'm obviously very upset, but I, if you remember, Portugal didn't have an easy group in the World Cup either, right? No, they didn't. They had Spain, they had Morocco, and they had Iran. And what I said was, this was back then, our OG jersey wall, YouTube exclusive fans will remember this. I think Portugal, I thought Portugal would beat Spain, but lose to Morocco. Because they're that they're, they were that kind of side. This time around, there I actually don't know what the public perception around Portugal is, and that's kind of what I want to throw to you for. Because I feel like some people think they're really overrated, and those people, um, in a word, are Italian. <laughs> 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 but and then there are other people who think that they're super, um, you know, overrated. Or I don't know what as underrated. They think they're overrated or yeah. underrated, right? Where do you stand on Portugal? Because I want to know a little bit. You remember with Brendan Dunlop, one of the episodes we did was Portugal's taking Europe by storm. They were, they, yeah. they, and they still are. They're, like the emergence of young Portuguese talent across Europe is is something to be to behold. What do you think of them in this group, and and what do you think the perception around them is? Um, I think, to be honest, I find that I worry that Portugal are going to have the same issues that the golden generation of England faced, where the crop of players is so good and the manager isn't on the same level that he gets in his own head a little bit and messes it all up. And there's, dude, and and I just have that fear in me. But Portugal's squad is a different story. And if you just look at the players that they have, it's insane. You've got, and and I won't touch the goalkeeping department because I know you have your thoughts on that, but you, they got Pepe. Got Jose Font, who just won the league in, in Lille. Uh, yep. And then you got Rafael Guerrero, João Cancelo, Semedo, Ruben Diaz, Moutinho. Ah, you glanced over the story there, bro. Super Rube, Ruben Diaz yeah. is going to be leading this with either veteran Pepe or veteran Font. And honestly, I'm okay with either. Like, They're great. I pitch, and you guys, if you want to know what my ideal Portuguese 11 for this, I encourage you, please go back and listen to the episode with Brendan Dunlop called uh, Portugal's Taking Europe by Storm. You Jersey had Pepe Wall. in your team, yeah. I had Pep in my team because, mm-hmm. and it was after the Juve master, the master class against Juve. I'm like, dude, yeah. this dude still got it. And him and Font are old. So if you have to alternate them, listen, Ruben's going to play every three days anyway. He doesn't care. Yeah. Right. And then if he does need to rotate him, because let's say by some miracle, Portugal have smashed Hungary and then Germany and then France, right? Where they're just like coasting their group. Then you play William Carvalho as a second exactly. for one game. Yeah. Right. Like you just, you, you do what you have to do to, to give the players who need rest. The rest. Yeah. rest. I could go for a full hour about just this group, but I want to ask you because I know you have to go. So I want to wrap it um, very, very shortly. And I appreciate your time hmm. as always. How do you see this group playing out? I actually put Portugal second because I think um, yeah. I put France, Portugal, Germany, Hungary. And I think um, regardless of... We're three for three, it, eh? Yeah. Our, nice. like, yeah. Sick. Me too. Well, uh, that's exactly how I have it. Three for too. six, but yes. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> Damn. So close. Um, I just think fronts are insane, as always. 
and yeah. they seem to have a system. Golo Kante is, is one of the best midfielders in the world. And um, you know what? They've adapted yeah. their system a little bit, haven't they? they? Have. Right? Like from the the squad that won in 2018, it's not the same team that we're going to have here, right? No, because they now, added Karim Benzema to it. That's what I was just going to say. There's a bit of an issue here. <laughs> France saw this group and went, "Oh no, yeah, no, we, no, 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 no." Anybody go carry? We number? need to squash this beef right now. <laughs> Benzema, come here. You're back. I don't care what you did in the past. Yeah. Doesn't matter. We need you in this team right now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, Big it's Benz crazy. is leading this line. It's crazy, and it's going to be probably a front three of. Uh, dude, Mbappe, there's so many variations Benzema. of talent. Mbappe, yeah, Benzema, and I don't maybe, know, Pogba on the left. Maybe Dembele, or maybe Dembele on the left. You're going to yeah. have Pogba and Conte through the middle and Griezmann as the cam. Uh, uh, it's, it's genuinely just stupid what it they're is. able to it offer. Um, it pains me. Maybe it'll be Coman on the right and then Mbappe on the left. There's so many variations. Giroud, they can bring on. Their center-back partnerships are stupid. They they dropped Mendy good, good, because Mendy's yeah. not good. And they brought back freaking Hernandez to play left-back. Dude, there are problems. They also brought another And the Mendy. problem is that they're going to beat everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and then Germany, who are silently coming back a little bit, right? Now, there might be a little bit of turmoil because, as we know, Lowe will be leaving after his last uh, tournament. tournament. His last tournament with the squad. What I might caveat that by saying... Depending on how Portugal do, I think it might be Fernando Santos's last tournament with the squad too. I think he was very, very effective. He won the Euro. He's very, very effective in the Nations League, by the way. So it's a hot take to say this guy has to get sacked. But the emergence of this talent can't be can't be restricted to a defense first system no, like this. Like you this. can't, man. It's like what happened with Brazil. When Brazil had their steep fall off from their golden generation, it was because they changed from samba football to playing like this defense style and then hitting on the counter. And, the team that this Portugal squad has, the talent that they have, they need the opportunity to relish their creativity and play through lines and and do what they do. And having Cancelo, like think of the Portuguese talent that just plays in the Premier League, right? Cancelo Bruno, on the right. Jota. Bruno, Jota, Bernardo, yeah. right? And there's an argument to be made here, hot take, but maybe not because maybe we've, we're all at, this, at the same point now, where this team might actually be better off when Ronaldo steps down and... He, I'm sure, will break the record for most goals uh, ever scored by an international men's player. Good for him. But there's a version of this team that has Jota leading the line with Felix behind because they're both very press-heavy with Bernardo off on the right and then uh, Bruno on the left. And they're going to play Renato Sanchez coming up through, you know, as kind of a box-to-box player as he's been immaculate for yeah. Lille this season, right? Playing next to Danilo or Ruben Neves or Moutinho, like there are so many good versions of the players in the squad that honestly, I think, I I still don't know if they're overrated or underrated. It's going to depend on on outcome, quite frankly. It's going to depend on really what they're able to to achieve. Because I'll tell you what, during the last Euro, that squad had no business doing what it did. (laughs) But they won. That's true. And so I'm not, and when the draw happened, I was petrified of this group. I think Portugal beat Germany. I, I think, think so Portugal too. Beat I think so too. I just think I that- think Portugal might even draw France and then say, you know what, we're tied on set. Like that's seven yeah. points, and then France, you know, beat the other two teams too. Like, I don't know, man. There's something to be. I don't want to be dismissive of Germany because they have you the can't. second yeah, best can't. midfielder in the world playing for their team, and they're always, always very solid. And okay, maybe the last tournament didn't go according to plan, but you know what? A midfield with Tony Cruz and Joshua Kimmich playing in it. Come on, man. Muller's been reinvited. Hummels' long balls are back in the team. You know, Neuer ain't done yet. He's not finished. Yeah. There's 
there's two Kai Havertz has been emerging team over and doesn't deserve a shout, but I'm going to give him one anyway, because <laughs> at the very least he's fast and who knows, maybe playing back with the Germans, he's going to be like, Oh yeah, I remember how to do this. And then he could catch fire too. Listen, this is a terrifying group, but Absolutely. Um, I just have Portugal emerging ahead of Germany a little bit. But again, the fear is that, you know, the chemistry isn't there and that the reason I edge France a little bit higher than Portugal is because yeah, they have a deep, deep talent as well, but you know, they, they have a system that also works with that talent. Um, yeah, and we, not to mention, they're reigning world yet. champions. I don't know how Belgium are ranked higher than them globally. I don't know how Belgium, Belgium are, are the top. Yeah, like how? Yeah, Belgium haven't won anything. So what do you mean? Like if this is third in the anything, World Cup and third in the Nations If it's by League. accomplishments, it, sh- it ought to be France number one and Portugal, Portugal number two. Still, yeah. And I don't think Portugal is the second best team in the world, but they won the Euro and the Nations League in back-to-back yeah. tournaments, right? Like, Crazy. that's pretty freaking important. Yeah. So anyway. Anyway, dude, I, I was I had a discussion with somebody the other day who said we were talking a little bit about the group, and he was saying, um, "Oh, come on, all Portugal have is Ronaldo." And I was like, "Okay, so you obviously well, clearly clearly doesn't watch football." Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, "Okay, cool." I was like, "Yep, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yep, you know, it's gonna be tough." But I'm like, "What are we gonna?" You, you might not. I'm obviously, you can't, not you can't name the, the players because you won't know any of them. Yeah, exactly. No, he won't know any of them. It's like if you if you're watching, if you really think the only pl- the only player that is good for Portugal in this current date. Is Ronaldo? I, obviously, we can't have a discussion. Yeah, you haven't, you haven't <laughs> been watching football it's not for a two lot years. Stuff, no, maybe even ten. Well, I mean, yeah, just just look at two years ago. Diogo Jota and Bruno Fernandes weren't where they are now. Yeah, uh, Bernardo, Bernardo Silva was just a wonder kid three years. Yeah, exactly. So he's he's looked forty forever, but he was only he's still young. Hundred percent. Ah, it's crazy, dude! I can't wait for the freaking year to start. I'll ask you this before you wrap. Uh, early prediction for the winner. Um, I don't want to make it boring and go with France again. And I certainly don't think England have the balls to do it. So, you know what? No, I'll go with France. <laughs> yeah, it's almost, yeah. It's hard to, to look to past them. Like, it's, it's so hard to look past them. And, and I don't know if they're going to have the same kind of Spanish dominance that Spain did a few a few tournaments ago, where they're just like, yep, let's do the World Cup, let's do the Euro, let's do the World Cup, let's do the Euro. Let's just basically beat everybody all the time because we're better. That could happen. That could very well happen. And I think this might mark the start of it because as good as, and we're going to preview this when we get to the round of 16 more, and we'll be doing more frequent episodes throughout the tournament to kind of forecast what the hell's going on and how does this shift based on what we've seen. But for now, you might have other teams. If you're Italian, you're obviously going to have Italy. If you are English, you are probably not going to have England, but maybe you're you're just, it's coming home. (laughs) I'm sure people are going to give Belgium a shout. I'm sure people might even give Portugal a shout, but, or Germany. Or even Spain would be, a, I don't know if anybody's going to bet on Spain yet, to be honest, because they're still kind of finding their feet. But um, I think France wins the Euros, and that's my early prediction. And uh, let's let's see how everything plays out. They're so deep, dude. No, what, yeah. what just happened with the Champions so League? You brought this up in that episode, right? When the depth of the squad, you know, who who were the two people in the finals? It was the two yeah, deepest the two teams squads, in, yeah. in Europe, right? When France could play a whole other 11 yeah. and no one would know. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that works for Portugal as well, because I think they're the, the on par with with France's depth. It's just that France have have a system with that depth, and Portugal are still yet to get the best out of that. Yeah, Portugal have very very good players, but France have very 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 good players. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of the problem. Anyway, um, guys, that's got to wrap it for episode ninety four. Is that what yeah, you term ninety four? Yeah. Ninety four of the Jersey Wall podcast. We hope we sincerely hope you enjoyed. We went 
super off topic. I don't even know where I'm going to pick this episode off from when I do our <laughs> post show editing. So I don't even know how long this episode's officially going to have been. But uh, brethren, thank you again for joining me. Thank you again for having me. It's been a pleasure and I look forward to the yours, man. I'm so excited. It's so exciting, bro. I can't freaking wait. Um, all right, guys, if you want to follow the Jersey Wall podcast on Instagram, please do so at TJW podcast. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at the Nathan Santos and at MasterChef Nay everywhere else. Brethren, where can we hear from you? At Mina.Golly98 on Instagram. There we go. Boom. What about Twitter? Oh, yeah. If you find me on Twitter, I'll give you a callback. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, we sincerely hope you enjoyed episode number 94 of the Jersey Wall podcast. We certainly did. And we look forward to bringing you maybe even bi-weekly Euro content as Ooh, this tournament progresses. Are we going to get to 100 I'm before so the Euro excited. ends? Ooh, we'll see. <laughs> anyway, good luck to everybody, whoever you're supporting. Um, if you want to talk to us more about any of our takes, or maybe you have some different takes, by all means, please reach out to us. We plugged our socials. We can't wait to hear from you guys. Absolutely. Thank you all for the support. We love you as always. And we'll see you back here next week right here on the Visual Podcast, baby. Woo!